Put your two hands on the hurl podcast. 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 Well, good morning, good afternoon, or good night, wherever you are in the world. This is the uh, Two Hands on the Hurl podcast. I'm Robbie Mansfield. I'll be your host for this evening. So uh, we'll crack on. We're going to introduce uh, my co-hosts. First, I'm going to talk about a man, a man who is an expert in all things camogie. He's been uh, uh, scouted by the LA Rams as a new potential coach. And he's been seen uh, walking the streets of Kilkenny with uh, one uh, Jennifer Lopez. It is the... The fabulous, wonderful TJ uh, Mills. Well, Robbie, I, I'm not sure it's Jennifer Lopez. She said she was anyway. But <laughs> she says she was. Yeah. <laughs> and the next man is a man who's uh, larger than life, who's uh, running a, a single man uh, campaign to get all drinking bans in uh, junior and junior C hurling overturned. An expert in all things rugby. It is uh, Mr. Dreamy Leamy O'Neill. Uh, how are you now, Rob? I tell you, I say hello, it. Uh, hello, hello. I say it every week. I love these introductions more and more. It's better and better. Just gets better and better. And also, do a special men- mention to our European uh, correspondent, Mark, who is uh, doing some very important journalism at the moment. So he may uh, jump on a call later with us, but he's uh, he's currently in a. In an important meeting with the EU Commission President uh, Ursula von der Leyen, so hopefully we can kind of get onto him uh, later, and uh, he can talk talk to us all thing about uh, European affairs. Yeah, hopefully he frees up his schedule, you know, and comes down yeah, to us. Yeah, come down, comes down to us, common folk. <laughs> doesn't he? Common folks. Doesn't he just show the popularity of the podcast when we have Jennifer Lopez and the European? What's it? The head of European Commission. Already, yeah, Ursula van der Leyen. Yeah, she's uh, she she listens every week as well, as well as our, our fans in uh, Oman. <laughs> good, uh, good listenership oh, there, lads. Oh, how do I is that? <laughs> so, guys, we'll crack on, and uh, I'm just going to make a little bit of a change in the running order. And the first thing we're going to talk about is W A P, wet ass. Pubs. <laughs> I hope, I hope. Give me, give me pubs are reopening, guys. What do you think? Ah, <laughs> boys, it's about time, isn't it? <laughs> ah, the long like, lockdown. The long lockdown of me being six days sober today. Um, yeah, <laughs> give me, give me just a point, lads. Give me a point. <laughs> point to plane. What's your go-to, oh, Liam? What's your go-to tipple? I'm gonna. My go-to, the go-to has to be, uh, like, like my go-to pub or my go-to pint? Go-to pint, followed by where does the, the best the best version of oh, said pint? I'm going to say uh, my go-to pint is a Guinness. Can't bet a pint of Guinness, lads. Um, it's unreal, huh? Uh, the best pint of Guinness in um, Kilkenny City, I'm going to have to say, is the front room. Boys, unreal. Show out. Huh? Uh, We're looking for sponsorship, guys. If you want to chip in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You could, uh, you, you could uh, stick a flake and them, uh, them points Guinness. Creamy, Ooh, creamy points. Flake. That's how, that's how you tell a good Guinness name. That's how you rate the Guinness. Uh, yeah, like you want that, you want that cream. It's like ice cream. 
when you stick that flake in a in a lovely ninety nine, that's how you rate a good Guinness. You stick a flake in that one. So if it's at ninety degrees, it's good. But if it kind of tips over a bit, it's really bad. If it tips over, yeah. And if it sinks, she's gone. Good luck. Throw her out. Good luck. Good luck. Leave the pub. Ask for your money back. <laughs> I wouldn't even bother asking for your money back. I'd, yeah, keep it. Invest in better Guinness. Yes. Do you think actually with the all the kind of small pubs that do like probably the best Guinness and them reopening that there might be a period of uh, bad Guinness we might have to go through to get back to the good Guinness? Yeah, well, I'm not sure if that's their biggest problem. I think their biggest problem is going to be able to open up again. Because, like, you know, it's them smaller pubs that just have the good old uh, pint men in it. Like, you know, they have their four or five regulars and they all just go in and drink a few pints of Guinness and happy days. And we walk home, that's it. But uh, yeah, I think they're the toughest one are going to be able to reopen. Yeah, I agree with you there, Liam. I mean, the, if you look at it, the, say if it was, say, big city pubs or something like that was open, and it's fair enough, you know, they'd be able to get a big crowd in and all of that. Where, I mean, the small rural pubs are that where you're saying the pint men and that. It's going to be really difficult on them. Not only are you kind of facing drinking and driving, but then the restrictions, as most of them are kind of small as it is. But will they be able to make a living out of it either? I mean, if there's a time limit there and someone can only have one or two pints and there's only five or six in it, will it will it actually be worth them opening? I don't think is there a time limit. Yeah, is there a time they're, limit though? They're keeping the time limit. Yeah, um, I think. It's either 90 or 105 minutes still. But, uh, yeah, like you can go in, get your few points, but you still have to be out within your time limit. Now, I do think, um, like, as long as you have, like, your social distance, um, I think that time limit might be gone. I'm not 100% sure on that. but uh, Right there, Liam. Yeah. Just, yeah. yeah give me two meters. Yeah, can, there are no time limits on it. Yeah, happy days. So if the three of us went into the pub, lads, we're sitting two meters apart, and uh, we're staying there for the night, from open to close. Open to close, bye. How many points could you drink in uh, ninety minutes, CJ? Uh, I definitely late single figures. Anyway, I say you could get if who gets on, <laughs> you could down seven or eight fairly quickly. Yeah, I tell you what, Robbie, like. Yeah, you you need to come out with with the big boys here because uh, if you boys. just sat down, big boys. Yeah, if you just sat down with myself, TJ, uh, I know Anto isn't on the podcast uh, anymore, but if you came out with us, like you know, the pace is up there. You know, you're drinking with lads that are a bit like props, so yeah, you know, we're we're big point men as well. In in thirty big years, in thirty years, or you know, in ten or fifteen for TJ, but we're going to be those point men keeping the small pubs open. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping the economy going. Sorry, TJ, I had to get in that, uh, that old man joke there on you. Big, uh, <laughs> big granddad, yeah. Did, did you see the picture doing the rounds of the, the owl lad in the pub and he had the alarm clock uh, set beside him for when it was time to get out of the pub? I've seen that, yeah, and he's there sitting on his own. Yeah. Lovely uh, yeah. lovely point in front of him, yeah. Did that look weird interview with him, actually? No, no, why? was like... It was. It just shows the the power of social media. He actually had the clock with him there. It wasn't the time the time that he could say in the poll. It was actually to get home for the six o'clock news. Oh, that's that's actually what it was. He was actually more surprised 
that people recognized him and he became famous from it. The club yeah, yeah. there for him to stay, to stay of how long he could stay in the pub. It was actually to get home for the news. So it was His priorities, huh? Get home for the news and be back then. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> You can't be you can't be missing the news like you know just you know the six o'clock news if you miss the news where where are you uh, going to get your news especially for uh, for the old people because you know missing the six o'clock news is like missing Sunday mass you know it just doesn't happen. I hope that's not an innuendo against me. <laughs> There's enough old men jokes as it is. Boy, you you, you never miss Sunday mass, do you know? Or the, or the six o'clock news. <laughs> <laughs> Sunday mass is dodgy, dodgy man. <laughs> that's how you know you're old though when you're, uh, the choice is 6 o'clock in the evening and you have a choice to put on the Simpsons or put on the 6 o'clock news so when you, put on, when you start putting on the news that's when you know you're old yeah which and what do you do to put on the Simpsons <laughs> <laughs> would you believe I'm ashamed to say it's the fucking news <laughs> <laughs> wait TJ Mr. Granddad TJ no the Simpsons are on at 7 o'clock on Sky 1 so and I'm <laughs> <laughs> so you're getting the two of them. Getting the two. Getting the two. <laughs> What's Smart the man. news reporter on The Simpsons calls? Ken. Was oh, it Kent Brockman? Yeah. <laughs> so who's a better news reporter, uh, Kent Brockman, or what's the what's the main kind of Irish guy? He's kind of an older guy. I think I don't know if he even does that anymore. I don't know, lads. I'm young. I don't watch the news. Ah, lads, I feel sad here. <laughs> <laughs> I think we may we may move on from here, lads, uh, before TJ starts uh, crying. I'll be collecting my pension in the morning the way this is going. <laughs> it's Brian Dobson, Brian Dobson, Brian Dobson. Brian Dobson. <laughs> so who's better, TJ, Brian Dobson or Kent Brockman? I know, Katrina Perry. Katrina Perry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he knows them all. Used to be Sharon Nivole on, but now it's Katrina Perry, so... Uh, TJ. <laughs> uh, Katrina, Katrina Perry or J-Lo, TJ? Ah, J-Lo. J-Lo. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I think we're getting a bit sidetracked here. <laughs> I don't know. No, TJ, what's your, uh, what's your uh, drink of choice there? I know you're uh, you lager cider, man. Uh, lager. Um, I won't lie. I can't drink Guinness. I genuinely can't. I, I don't know what it is. I can't. But um, yeah, pint Budweiser. But I'm actually drinking a can of fermented apples now. So, um, sorry, I I heard you say pint of Budweiser, but didn't immediately follow it with the word piss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you drink enough from that follows. So, <laughs> sorry, uh, water water down piss. Now, so that was the correct terminology. Sorry. You're a you're a cider man, Robert. Yeah. I like a few cider when I'm out. Like, say if you're out and you're with a group of people and you're moving around a good bit because it's kind of, it's nice and reliable. Whereas yeah. I would prefer, like, Guinness would be my kind of go-to. Good yeah, Guinness so is, is the top. But if you're out on a night out with people and you're kind of moving around, it's just handier just to get, like, a pine ball. Grand, it's nice yeah. and reliable as well. Yeah. So if the three of us were sitting down in the front room there for the night, pint of Guinness. Guinness all day. And a, uh-huh. and a packet of flakes as well. And a pack of flakes, uh, yeah, a big multi-pack of flakes, yeah. Multi-pack of flakes. Because yeah. we're going to need them. Going to need them. Are you going to be able to do 12 pubs this year? I don't know, you could do like 12 points, but I suppose that's just like a normal night, isn't it? <laughs> that's like the 90 minutes for Liam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
But you could do like another way you have to get your substantial meal, yeah. Like you could do your twelve calories of Christmas or something. I'd be well up for that. Yeah, yeah, without those. Like that's that's the ultimate uh prop pub crawl. Could you actually bring in the Polish Christmas Eve? Do you know there is it twelve, fifteen courses? Do you what? The, did you ever hear the <laughs> Polish Christmas meal? No, no. Why am I only finding out about this now? Con- continue, DJ. Continue. Hey, let me, wait, wait, wait. Let me, let me pick up my pen and paper here. I have a good few Polish friends, and I often heard... Um, yeah, I think it's Christmas Eve they have it, but I think there's 15 courses in it. So I'm just wondering, could you do 15... The 15 kind of pubs with a substantial meal Christmas? Definitely, Liam would be the man to tackle it, yeah. Yeah, without I'm writing this down here, lads. This is this is something for me to do you'd at have, Christmas now. You'd have to wear sweatpants, so you couldn't wear like a pair of skinny jeans. Out. You'd have to go all in sweatpants. Sweatpants, uh, no boxers. Uh, <laughs> one of my one of my Bulkin shirts. Boys, be sorted. We need to look into this, lads. We need to look into this. This is this is Christmas Eve sorted. I, I just want to check. I, I remember hearing it. It's an unreal amount of courses, anyway. But that could be that could be the new, um, that could be the new twelve pubs of Christmas. But um, he's saying uh, Polish weddings as well. There's like loads of vodka going around, and loads of rounds of food as well. Happy days. It's definitely well, Christmas Eve, anyway. And wait. We're going very sidetracked here. <laughs> it's actually we're not, we're not, we're not. 12 dishes. So it's 12 dishes. 12 dishes, yeah. All right, yeah, yeah, no, I can still handle that. Like, yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ, 12. As opposed to my normal two or three. <laughs> Second breakfast. Second breakfast. 11 Z's. <laughs> I hope. Right, boys, we'll move on. We'll get on to uh, our sports roundup. So, uh, Liam, do you want to kick off with some uh, rugby? Pardon the pun there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, big one, big one for us Leinster boys at the weekend there. Uh, yeah, Leinster beating Ulster. Happy days. Uh, bit of a rough start to the game already. Ulster going up uh, was it, 5-0. Uh, but happy days. Leinster pulling it back. I actually missed the game because I was in working. Um, I think, uh, was it Robbie Henshaw made uh, an intercept? Then he scored a try off it uh, to kind of kick his back. And then um, I caught maybe the last 20, 15, 20 minutes. I think I only seen, uh, I think it was uh, Kellen Doris, uh, Dallas, Doris uh, scored a try to kind of uh, just finish out the game. So I was uh, I was happy out. And uh, surprisingly enough, I didn't drink. So, you know, six oh. days over. Oh, I just, uh, I noticed I actually, at the end of it. The match theme, it was the most uh, prop thing ever when uh, Leinster got the ball back and it was overtime. And the prop, <laughs> instead of doing the usual kicking the ball out of play, he just ran out of play. So, yeah, you see, <laughs> don't kick it, don't kick it. There, there's rules for forwards, especially for props, is do not kick that ball. Uh, I remember one year we had a, we had a punishment of uh, if a forward kicked the ball in the game, I think it was like uh, 10 burpees. And I was bollocks, and the ball came out to me, and I barely had the energy to swing to kick that ball away from me, like because there was no one around me. Like if I had to bring it in, uh, it would have been turned over anyway. So I just, I just booted it. Um, got about 
I went higher <laughs> than further. Uh, <laughs> so, um, I think, like, yeah, it kind of nearly just went straight up. It was like a really good carry on, but uh, I went across the pitch. Enough. I went from like, went from like our, I'd say we're kind of halfway between our five and our 22. And um, I kicked it, like, we were on the 15s, and I kicked it from that 15 to the far 15. And it maybe went forward about 20, 30 yards or so. So, um, yeah. I think they ended yeah, up scoring. Box kick um, there's only one way to find out, lads. <laughs> <laughs> I hope. Yeah, Play nine for months, or you'll do plenty of box kicks. <laughs> Get plenty of practice. Um, I don't know. See, I've uh, I've a decent boot on me, like so. Uh, for a forward, it's decent. Uh, you, know, you, you probably wouldn't want to throw me in against the back and you know try to compete there, but yeah, for a forward, I've a decent boot. When I'm not tired, like when I'm tired, it can go anywhere. Do you reckon the uh, the Pro 14 is uh, much of a challenge for Leinster anymore? Since that they went unbeaten. Um, I don't know. I don't. I'm not. I don't think so because like Leinster are like most teams. Most other teams only have like maybe 20 good players, where Leinster have 50 good players. You know, it's kind of like uh, the NFL, where it's like uh, if someone gets injured, it's next man up. Um, like you've you've seen it there, like Leinster, they played Munster and they they bet Munster the week after they went and played Ulster with a completely different starting team about Ulster, and then they went back. I think they played Munster again with a completely different fifteen again, and still won. Yeah. So like they've they've like a fifty man squad, essentially. It's like they're just. I, I think at the moment, yeah, I think at the moment we're just in a different league. Like, uh, you know, kudos to Leo Cullen, the absolute genius up there. Like, can that be a hindrance, though, Liam? I mean, I was listening to Leo Cullen there last night and listening to the lads and um, Tommy Bond, uh, Garden Darcy, in that chatting about it. If you have that many there, say you take a comparison of say GEA, where you have twenty-eight, thirty players usually there. Is it very hard that you, I mean, I know it's a lot of the coaching stuff and that, but would it be very hard to kind of dedicate your time? I mean, I know it's working for Leinster, and I can't take it away. They're unbeaten since, what, May 2019 or, or March 2019, something like that. But yeah. is, it, is it just that, is it the professionalism of Leo Cullen that he's after bringing to it, or is it a platform that other clubs could I think yeah, it's gonna to have to become a benchmark for other other clubs because other than that, like you're you're gonna have Leinster running away with everything. But uh, like Saracens there as well, like they have an amazing, uh, kind of starting fifteen and then an amazing five or six uh, replacements to bring on. But uh, you know, like I think Leinster are just uh, you know, they're a step ahead of everyone. Um, I don't I don't see it as a hindrance, you know, as the main thing. Like it is a professional sport. Um, you have every lad on that squad should be aiming to start. But look, they're they're getting paid to train and play and be at their best. So like, why shouldn't they want to always be up there starting? Like, so it it creates a lot of uh, competition within the squad. But I think more competition in the squad, the better because you have lads thinking. Yo, okay, I'm in the starting line out this week, but am I going to be in the starting line out next week? So yeah. during training, during the next two, three training sessions, I'm going to have to 
prove my worth. And if I don't, I'm on the bench or I'm, I'm not even picked. So I think it's a good a good thing. And it, it gives those uh, those the subs or the replacements you know, um, a really good uh, platform to say, if I'm good in training this week, I'm actually getting a game at the weekend. So why why shouldn't I push myself? Do you know what the Lancer players are probably disappointed with, though? Why? That they're, they're not going to be able to kick the shite out of uh, Farrell uh, next weekend. He's going to be missing. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, they're going to be disappointed, but they're going to be delighted as well. Let's be honest. Secretly delighted. Yeah, see, secretly delighted. Uh, I should look, lads, he's a fucking, he's an amazing player, but uh, the shit he gets off What do you think of his tackle? His tackle, I thought, was a fucking disgrace. Um, he showed no sign of trying to properly tackle your man. He just in high, like your man was asleep before he hit the ground. Like that's how hard he hit him in the head. Like, nap that's, time. Yeah, nap time. Good night. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was kind of sickened as well. Like he got uh the ten match ban, but then um, what was it? He does charity work, and he got the a spokesperson from the charity to come in as a character reference and it brought it down to a five match ban. No, I'm not I'm not saying that he shouldn't have done it. I'm just saying that um like stop doing that stupid shit on the pitch. Like you're you're gonna end someone's career if you keep that up. Because he has a track record of not tackle of like keeping his arms by his side when he tackles and not getting sent off for it. You know, like, I think he needs to be called on it a lot more. Is that a, a, a fair play to for doing it? But yeah, yeah, a wrong precedence to be setting. I mean, I sure I get involved with charity work because I might get me off the ban, so I can do whatever I want. Yeah, exactly. You'll see, like every player everywhere saying, picking up a charity and saying, "This is, you know, back me up, your lads. I'm a good guy." Um, like I'm not taking hey, away I'm a good guy. Hey, hey, I'm a good guy, yeah. I'm not taking I'm not taking away that he's like for all we know he is the soundest person off the pitch. But just when he steps on the pitch, there is times that he is an absolute scumbag. And I don't like that at all. Now I know well, is he is he let away with it by like say if he's like the English ten and then he's playing in England. So are the referees are they under extra pressure not to like uh send him off and stuff because that will affect him for the national team and so on. Yeah, th- it could be, but like, I don't know. It's it's a tough one to call. What do you think, lads? You're leaving this all down to me. I know I'm the rugby. Lad, <laughs> well, you're the rugby expert. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, I know, but this is, it's like I'm talking step to myself. Up, here. Step up. I'm, I'm, I've been talking to myself here for the last fucking five or ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're interested in your point of view. Um, my point of view is that when he's on the pitch. He can be his scum, uh, an absolute scumbag, um, and I think he needs to be called on a lot more. But I think you could you could have said it right there. Like he's playing in England, his English refs refing him. Are they going to be that bit more lenient on him because he is the standout ten for the national team? It's a very valid point. There's there's a common one around the GA county man's free. So if a county man a county man will get a free. In some cases, an awful lot easier than a lad just an ordinary lad playing for the club. So there could be a yeah. there that he won't get a, 
away with a lot more. It kind of maybe a bit with English soccer as well. Say English soccer players if they pick up a band that could affect the, their national team as well. So yeah, I, I say it could be a bit of that, but. I, being honest, I have a serious grievance with him using a charity. Fair play to him for doing it and get and the authorities fallen for it in a sense. But I, I just <laughs> I I have difficulty with that. Like if he gets, I mean, the tackle was atrocious. Like. Yeah, it was a horrendous tackle. Like TJ, are went... any of your uh, Kamogi girls uh, signed up to any charities since this has happened? <laughs> Since yeah, they're all signed up. They're <laughs> <laughs> all doing volunteer work now. <laughs> we never, we never get any bands. That's so <laughs> clean, nah, clean, nah, clean nah. players. Yeah, you may, you may clean fouls. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, no fouls. You could get do it getting a few more reds. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of uh, bands for uh, English players, did you hear um, Mason Greenwood, Greenwood and Phil Foden were sent home from the? Uh, the English camp for uh, the English soccer camp for uh, going off uh, violating their uh, their social distancing ban and kind of isolation and stuff. And he went off with a few uh, Icelandic models. I heard of this in the news, but I'm going to be honest, I've never heard of those two players before in my life. So, <laughs> well, they're probably like the two kind of most kind of up and coming uh, English soccer players. Yeah, they were sent home. They'd be no longer model soccer players now, anyway. After <laughs> nice joke. <laughs> TJ and his puns, huh? <laughs> zing, zing, zing. He's <laughs> watching any of the Tour de France guys. Didn't watch it, but I heard about uh, your Irish man. Uh, did he win the first leg of the, the the tour? Was it? He won a stage of the tour. I know. I know. I was talking to you about this, Liam, and you didn't yeah. really seem too impressed. But <laughs> this is a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, what? Sorry. <laughs> He's like, oh, he just won a stage, was it? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all it was, wasn't it? He didn't win the whole York, did that's he? Like the, that's like the reaction to the person who's after running the marathon. And you ask them, oh, where did you finish? Oh, like probably like, you know, 2,000. 2,000? What? <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> but I finished. <laughs> I finished it. He's doing quite well, though. He has the green jersey, which is the sprinter's jersey. And uh, he's kind of... He's kind of holding on to it, and uh, he's, do, he's doing quite well, anyway. And if you see the clip of, is it Bradley Wiggins and Sean Kelly going around? With, yeah. I mean, ah, come on, lads. Ah, Jesus. <laughs> I know, I think... He's British, isn't he? Yeah, I mean... And, I mean, it's, it's, it's unreal, like. I mean, when will it stop? I mean... <laughs> Um, you got a uh, Katie, Katie Taylor being uh, claimed by the by Sky by Sky Sports a lot as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, at the moment, lads, they can have one of them, and you all know who I'm on about. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> the notorious. <laughs> no names no, to be no mentioned. Notorious. <laughs> Say hello to my little friend. <laughs> Ah, right. All these innuendos and puns today, huh? If listeners don't love puns or innuendos, we're going to lose a lot of uh, listeners this week. Lads. Not a little <laughs> issue, yeah, 100%. <laughs> just to clarify, just to clarify, just in case any defamation or anything, I wasn't insinuating that remark to anyone. 
So just in case. <laughs> yeah. Legal team working around the clock here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> he has proven himself, lads, to be a pure out and out Dubliner, though, hasn't he? <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Ah, <laughs> uh, Rob, you're, you're from Dublin. That's a bit harsh, it? though. <laughs> yes. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Liam. Thanks for that. You're welcome, bud. A different side of Dublin, I hope, yeah? Like, you know, I, like this this particular individual who will not be named, you know, he's from a certain area of, he's from Dublin, like, but like, like not all, definitely not all Dublin, Dublin people are, you know. No. You get a bad rep, like, but definitely, you know, there's a lot of uh, quite uh, there's a good, sound dubs, to be fair. A lot yeah. of uh, good uh, pint men that are dubs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. One of them on the podcast here. Um Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. There's, yeah. There's, there's good parts of Dublin, but then there's definitely the bad parts as well. And he's just from one of the bad parts. No comments. <laughs> <laughs> That's like saying, like you're kind of like saying you're from a bad part of Kilkenny or something like that, or a bad part of somewhere, like you know. Ah, Kilkenny bad, is there's bad. bad eggs. There's bad eggs everywhere and good eggs everywhere. Ah, no, Kilkenny is good. No, there's nowhere bad in Kilkenny. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know, like, there's, like, you know, there's good good people and bad people, and, you know, that's just the way it is, and just people who hit old people in pubs, and, you know, that's just the end of it. <laughs> I don't is that, actually, is that a, an awful lot of, say, the bad areas within places? Can that be used as an excuse at times? Can they actually be just kind of bad people? It has nothing to do with where they were brought up, how they were brought up. They're just assholes definitely i think like you'd have like say lower socioeconomic areas that have like more crime but that's more like maybe societal maybe these like people don't have a lot of money and they kind of have to try and you know like they shouldn't obviously do these things but like sometimes it's kind of seen as like maybe doing something illegal will get you a, a step up in a lot of these areas you know but I definitely like think there's like the same amount of good and bad people in all types of areas. You could have someone from a very affluent area who's, you know, not a nice person, and you could have someone from like a quite a poor background who's like the salt of the earth and a really good person, you know. So yeah, it's just I think just some people are just assholes, basically. Yeah. You you use you use a lot of big words there, Rob. Sorry. <laughs> big words. I'm here. I'm here on Google. Like, what does this word mean? <laughs> Socioeconomic. What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs> what the fuck? Actually, it, it reminds me of a story. I was in Kilkenny one night, and there's. I'm going to be very careful. Were you in a good part or a bad part of the <laughs> It was sound around the parade, actually. But um, there was someone. It's a neutral, neutral area. There would have been someone well known in broadcast circles in Ireland. That's all I would say. He would have been very, very popular going back a few years ago and still been knocking around the broadcast circuit. But he was an absolute dog. Absolute dog. It was absolutely lashing rain. Stood in the door of the premises. He comes out smoke and he just passes a comment. And that's someone you're meant to... The comment he made was absolutely atrocious, like. Um, but it just shows that they are bad eggs, like. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Liam's going to sleep again, sorry. 
Yeah, no, you're, no. Uh, you're throwing around big words. We're bringing this very serious, lads. And uh, <laughs> I don't know, I just, I just can't hack serious. <laughs> <laughs> you're upsetting me, upsetting me. Last week was a depressing enough podcast, lads. <laughs> I wasn't on it, so that's the reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> just just go back to the uh, the British thing, the uh, British claiming uh, Irish people. Did you see Paul Meskell? He just put out a tweet saying that he was just just simply saying he was Irish. He said I'm Irish in his tweet because a lot of people were saying he was British. A lot of British people were saying he was British. Yeah, yeah. Didn't Dermot Kennedy Kennedy reply to it and saying I'm Irish as well? Um, it's like. What what is the reasoning behind it? Like, I mean, if you look at it, say if you were a famous British sports person, or you're a famous British artist, or whatever, and you might be getting recognition, and then you you look at say media outlets like Katie Taylor when she fought the last time, um, Bradley Wiggins claiming uh, Sam Bennett this week, would you not be pissed off? Like, would you not say here? Why do you have to go to a small country and try and claim their all right sanding stars like? Do you reckon it's kind of ignorance from the broadcaster though? Do you reckon it's just kind of they just they just don't know any better like? Yeah, but we're not talking about say. I mean, if you look at say the Katie Taylor fight that was on a big pay per view. I mean, you'd have absolutely dozens of researchers. We're not talking about a small radio station in the middle of nowhere where you might have one researcher or you have a presenter having to do research themselves. I mean, Bradley Wiggins claiming Sam Bennett the other day, I mean, he's invo- he was involved in sport. And it's it's like, it's I think it's actually gone beyond ignorance now. I, I, claim, I don't mean ignorant, but claiming ignorance that they don't know because, I mean, they're flying the flag for Ireland. I mean, how can they... How can they kind of claim the flag for, or kind of, I mean, say you have Northern Ireland sports stars and then, I mean, they're not really claiming as British, they're Northern Ireland. I'm sorry, TJ, I zoned out for all that, man. (laughs) Right, right, we'll move on, so... (laughs) So uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, Mr. Trump. He done it again, didn't he? <laughs> what's it, what's his uh, his latest uh, debacle? Uh, he's nominated for Nobel Peace Prize by is it a far right Norwegian politician? Am I correct? In is that? it not the like? Who do you get nominated by? I thought it was just like the there's one people the Nobel committee or something nominate people or something. Yeah, I think oh. I I I could be completely wrong on that. I I thought it was some. I I thought I read something, but um, I mean, I don't know how he could be nominated for. Being honest, what the fuck happened there, lads? Why do you boot me from the fucking call? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I just got kicked out of the call. Why don't you boot me from it, you bastards? <laughs> you got dropped. Fucking wankers. I've given, given out to you, Tita, because you know, I had just said, I literally just said that you, I just zoned out for all of it, and then boom, I was gone from the chat. <laughs> if, Go I, 
they're doing that, Liam, I would have done that 20 minutes ago. Fuck you now. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely need to move on now. I'm, not, I'm finished listening to CJ. Move on, we're talking, about, we're talking about Trump now. All right, grand. <laughs> Get with what, the program, Liam. We're talking about Trump. What are we saying? So you He's, moved uh, on to it. for a Nobel Peace Prize. You we thought you were still it. here. We didn't even know you were gone. Oh, <laughs> didn't even know you were gone. Ah, boys. Ah, boys. Didn't even know I was like, gone. Didn't even know you were gone there. Sure. Fucking TJ. TJ, TJ, TJ. Boot me from the call and saying nothing. Jesus, boys. She's from a bad part of Kilkenny, so it's not his fault. Fucking Stony Ford, huh? Hey, there's nothing wrong with Stonyford, man. I had a two of you from Stonyford. You're ganging up on me now, yeah. Stonyford, massive, we are. <laughs> I have someone backing me up. <laughs> uh, there you go now. Two Stonies to, to one over here. Yeah, he, he was nominated by a far-right Norwegian politician. I, I, I just checked him to, because, I mean... Would that be a great endorsement? Like, even if he's part of the nominating committee, would you really, when you're going for an, or an, sorry, an election and you're trying to appeal, say, to the minority voters in America to be nominated by a far-right politician that would be kind of completely against what they'd be looking for? But is that not kind of like what Trump kind of stands for? A lot of, you know, a lot of his kind of supporters will kind of probably see that as a good thing. Yeah, that's that's true. Um, but I, I I think it's the wrong time for it. I mean, well, personally, looking at it, I think it's the wrong time for it. I mean, it's he'd be proud and he'd be kind of bumming himself up for being nominated. But I mean, you wouldn't want to be really like he's trying to like he'd be really trying to appeal to the minority voters. So, say, Latinos are, say, I mean, especially especially when he's trying to turn the blame for the rights and all of that on Joe Biden as well. Um, like, is Who it, has a great uh, campaign uh, slogan, by the way. Riding with Biden. Like, you can't get better than that. Can't get better than that, huh? <laughs> what a dude. I think, uh, yeah, if it's my opinion on this, like, uh, Trump being nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize... I think it's only because when he got into office, everyone thought, oh, fuck it, that's it, that's World War Three here now. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Which we nearly, we nearly had at the start of we this nearly, year. <laughs> nearly, nearly, but we didn't. But we didn't. So, Ooh. Oh, game changer. Yeah. Yeah, I was one of the masses. I was 100% sure. It was like, oh, here's Trump, here's World War Three. But, uh, you know, he's done, he's done well, boys. He's done well, huh? Did you see... Uh, Stone was at a rally in Nevada um, Saturday and he's saying that he's going to go for another two terms. On the boy, yeah. How the fuck's he going to manage that? He's doing a, a Vladimir Putin on it. He's just going to never retire. He's just going to keep going. Like, uh, yeah. Like, this is adding to what's the change in rules for the flow of water with Showerhead because his hair wasn't getting the proper flow of water. He wanted his face on Mount Rushmore, nominated for Nobel Peace Prize. I know it isn't his fault, but still to be nominated by a far-right politician and then saying he's going to break the rules and 
Actually, bring that back, TJ. Isn't this a great way for him to get up onto the Mount Rushmore? Is to win the Nobel Peace Prize. What's the chance of him winning it? Boys, boys. He could do it. He could do it. This could happen. This could happen. Like, you know. It'd be like us pioneer pin. But sure you had Obama winning it and he was involved in uh, two wars at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you had uh, uh, a certain uh, Adolf Hitler was nominated for it as well. So I don't know if you want to take the much stock in the old nomination. (laughs) (laughs) It's not a great endorsement, to be fair. Oh, no, that's very true, actually. Uh, he's probably going to win, though. I'd say he's going to win. Like, if he's going up against someone who has a campaign slogan that's riding with Biden, I think, you know, he's kinda, he's already won. Yeah. It's pretty and horrible. As, uh, <laughs> as long as there's no World War Three in the bag. He's doing good in Liam's eye. <laughs> he has his two hands on the hurl, boys. <laughs> You could imagine, say, one of Biden's canvassers, if someone asked him, where are you going? I'm going riding with Biden. <laughs> nice. Who's, who's taking what? <laughs> <laughs> Just as well, you have um, Kanye West. Do you think he's going for the next term of presidency? He's probably going against uh, Trump again. But um, <laughs> you have the, uh, the great show. I know these are all sad guys. The uh, Keeping Up With The Kardashians uh, is uh, coming to an end. And oh. there's kind of rumors that it's related to Kanye West and him kind of looking to uh, kind of go, go for the presidency. So first of all, are you uh, big fans? Are you big fans of the E! channel? And... Uh, He's big fans of uh, the Kardashians. I'm not actually. It's completely fucking cringy and like not worth fucking wasting my time on it. But um, did I hear that is it Kanye is trying to get a divorce from Kim or something? Or don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Who's your source on this? <laughs> Who's my source? Reliable, oh. Who's the reliable source? Name? TJ, do the research there, would you? Quick. <laughs> I was going to say the only interest I have in the Kardashians is Kim, so you're after getting me interested there. Uh, sure, TJ, worth uh, some of the money now, no? TJ's interest has just peaked. Oh, definitely. Sorry, Jennifer. Kim's take. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're worth some of the money, though. Just there, but look, in fairness, you're fake it till you make it. And they've been faking it and making it for a while now, like, so. Do you know what you're right, Liam? Uh, oh, on the boys, huh? It was actually <laughs> Kardashian was meant to be divorcing Kanye West. Um, like, they came out and denied it. But, I mean, when, you, when you're denying or you're trying to explain, I always think you're losing. So there must be some, there must be something in it, like. I knew I heard sure, something. In fairness, about- you couldn't listen to him, like. Uh, could I'm you listen to, to her either, though? Probably not. <laughs> but TJ, you'd be there trying to watch the news and he'd be there spouting on about something and you'd be like, just let me watch the news, pal, will you? <laughs> <laughs> I was actually in the same place as Kim Kardashian once. <laughs> oh, man, TJ, huh? <laughs> <laughs> could you elaborate a bit more to clarify? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did she know you were there? Did, uh, were other people there as well? <laughs> It, it was separate times. I think it was there about two weeks after. 
but do you remember their honeymoon? They went to the cinema in Port Leach. So you went place for honeymoon. You went and sat in the same uh, seat, was it? <laughs> well, it's as close as I'm going to get, lads. Come on. <laughs> It just goes to show you, like, yeah. no matter how successful you are, like, you'll still, still end up uh, on your honeymoon in Port Leash. You know, it's not really <laughs> Port a Leash. great sign. <laughs> <laughs> Place to uh, be Of all fucking places to go, huh? Talk about Dublin being bad. Cheers. Easy. <laughs> relations there, easy now. So. I know, they're only up the road from where I live as well. Abbey Leaks, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and I have cousins in oh. Port Leash as well, so... I have to defend four feet. Kip. <laughs> <laughs> You're not denying it. <laughs> but it's actually gas-like. I mean, if you think about it, they, as you said, all the, all the money they have, all the places they could go in the world, they ended up in cinema in Port Leach. What movie did you go see? Don't know. I I just looked it up to make sure I wasn't imagining it. But uh, yeah, it was six years ago in 2014. Um, and would you, oh no, sorry. It's actually uh, an article that was actually comical. What for CRISPR News? Uh, they put up that Kim Kardashian admits she's still having nightmares about Port Leach. So. <laughs> Aren't we all? <laughs> Wasn't it the youngest? Uh, is she? Which one? What's her name? Is she a Jenner? Actually, she's not a Kardashian. She's worth like nearly a billion or something. Or she was over a billion, then she like she bought uh, a house or something that brought her back down to being just a plain old millionaire. What plain old millionaire? Plain old millionaire. I can actually name someone other than Brian Dobson. It's Kylie. <laughs> so I don't know how I know it, but I know it's Kylie Jenner. So. <laughs> oh, we know who you know, TJ. <laughs> it was a long, she was worth the long nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you you watched all the seasons again during lockdown, was it? I never watched the program. I won't like. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You have to admit though, whether you like the show or you watch the show or not, uh, they have the two hands on the hurl in terms of uh, making the the cash money. They have, they have. They're a business. Oh, definitely, definitely. I mean, if you take it, what was the first kind of real one, say, of the current uh, current era? Was it Osborne's? Ozzy Osborne. Yeah, Os- Osborne's. Yeah. Uh, it was kind of like it was kind of jackass. Was that kind of like reality TV kind of? Uh, that was kind of more piss take though, wasn't it? I mean, it wasn't like like it wasn't scripted or anything, but at the same time. You know, it wasn't something you'd normally do. Yeah, they knew they were getting together to basically kick the shit out of each other or do some fucking crazy, stupid things like to get famous. I was actually uh, rewatched the the movie uh, Jackass there recently, and they're absolutely just fucking nuts. <laughs> oh, they're fucking mental. Crazy Did actually um, what was the the is it? Joe the smaller. Did he die recently? We man. Yeah, we man. Did he die recently? I think that could be an urban legend, but maybe double check that. Research there. I think I seen it maybe two or three days ago. I'm coming out with all these uh you know, TJ, you need to fact check me before we come on to the next episode. How the how the hell can I do it when you're on 
<laughs> you are. Yeah, no, come on, TJ. We're always going to talk about Jackass. Are we, did you miss that meeting? <laughs> did you not get the memo? <laughs> oh, no, I tuned out. I thought you were calling me a Jackass, so that could be. Uh, no, he's still alive. Uh, still alive. Still going strong. Real name is Jason Shannon Acuna. He was born in Italy in 1973. Italian, eh? Bibbidi If you didn't do that with your hand in the Italian symbol, you're not. Totally. You're not doing it right. TJ doesn't agree. I know. I'm... Guys, we go, we go for a cup of tea. We come back for a couple of uh, couple more topics. Yeah, I think we're mainly just coming back for the good old uh, high ball, isn't it? Hey, ball, hey, ball. Oh, 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 oh. Boys, I don't know what to have, though. I've no fucking Cornish going. Jesus, boy. Go for the hobnobs, pal. The hobnobs? I've no fucking biscuits either. Jesus. I have, like, I have, like a, tub a, shop. Of, I have a tub of jelly. Yeah, I was waiting for the morning. I'll go in the morning. I have, a t- like, a bit of jelly in the fridge, but I ate one of them, and I'm not impressed. I was nearly throwing the rest of them in the bin. But I can't bring myself to throw out food, so. Can't do it, pal. Can't do it. You got to off your mummy. Just can't do it, yeah. Yeah, she out and clock me here in Kilkenny. Somehow, something will hit me. Something will hit know. me. She'll know. She'll just She'll take the zipper off and fire it at you. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever see uh, Eddie Murphy talking about his mom with the slipper? Eddie, no. He was talking like uh, like he'd say something smart and she'd just take off the uh, the slipper and just slap him across the head. No matter where he was in the house, she'd just fucking hop off. Ping. Ping, ping, ping. Ping, ping. Right, what are you having for your uh, your tea break, Teach? Uh, I'm going to have a nice cool can of cider. <laughs> Another one? Yep. Nine weeks is a long time on the drinking band, so uh, I take it as serious as players, so I go on the drinking band. So. He goes on the drinking band as well? Yeah. What do you think of that, Liam? <laughs> Liam choking on his own rage there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm choking on my own rage here. <laughs> I'm not on a drinking ban. I'm taking a break. <laughs> Liam's drinking ban still involves him having a few cans. Yeah, yeah. Like, was it you I was saying it to uh, a while ago? I was like, uh, I think we could have went into work on a Monday or something and you asked me, is he, like, oh, did you do much over the weekend? I was like, oh, no, I'm taking it easy. I'm, I'm off the beer. <laughs> but I still oh, went just had a few like, cans last night. <laughs> I, I still went for like maybe four or five pints of the Saturday night. <laughs> that's a, that's, that's, that's a drink that's off, for rugby. Yeah, that's off the beer for me. It's still four or five points. So you're a bit like Paddy Lopson, is it? It's <laughs> <laughs> and forty-five points, and we go ahead again. <laughs> <laughs> right, boys, we'll come back for the the highball. Everyone, click, 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 now welcome back boys we're going to do uh the highball how so guys seeing how the uh the old world is totally going to shit and we're we've had like uh nearly world war three we had fires in australia the fires in California now. We have the the C word that we won't be C word nineteen that we won't be mentioning, obviously. And uh, 
murder hornets in the U.S. and all sorts of crazy shit happening. So it's only inevitable that we're going to be faced with a zombie apocalypse before the end of the year, to be fair. <laughs> so if I was to, if you were, the zombie apocalypse was to hit tomorrow, you have, I, I want you to choose three things, okay? So you want to pick somewhere to hide out. You want to pick your weapon of choice. Now, your weapon of choice has to be somewhere in the building where you are now because you're going to just grab it and go. And also the food in the house as well. You have one item of food. And you only have the portion of that food as well. So just have a little bit of a think about it there. And uh, I've already thought about this. I'm a dude. I'm 24 years old. I've thought about this multiple times. All right, I'm ready to go. So in my house right now, I already have it prepared. I have a hurl in the boot of my car. Yeah. So that's that's my weapon. Does, the hurl. Quick question, quick question before you move on. Does this hurl have uh some barbed wire wrapped around it? Because I'd be disappointed, no. Liam, if it doesn't, to be honest with you. It doesn't, it doesn't, but you know what? I'm going to be driving out home, so that's where I'll be going. Out home, nice and quiet, nice and secluded, back <laughs> back arson nowhere, we've a massive shed with absolutely everything in it. I can absolutely trick that hurl out. To be the ultimate killing weapon. Yeah. How'd you trick it out? How'd you trick it out? Oh well, like you know, we have the option there, barbed wire. Uh, as you said, um, just drive a few nails through it. You know, gives you all the whatha. Uh, be a happy man. Whatcha? Yeah. And um, what I've wanted to try out that's in my house right now is my housemate has bear meat in his bear meat. Uh, bear meat. It's tin, tinned bear meat. Uh, <laughs> okay, yeah. this just gets worse and worse. Like and tinned worse, bear meat. It gets, it's getting better and better, man. <laughs> it's getting worse and worse. <laughs> tinned bear meat. What the fuck? You go away, would you? Huh? So that's where I am. I, I'm out home in the back arse of nowhere. I can't tell you because everyone would be going out then. It wouldn't be the back arse of nowhere. Um, I have my tricked out hurl and my tin of bear meat. TJ, take it away. Top that, motherfucker. Just one sec before you move on, Liam. When you yes. are taking down zombies with your hurl, yes. are you doing this one-handed or two-handed? Oh, it has to be the two hands. You, know, you want to take head, ball, and all. So it's the two hands on the hurl, right? But what about your your bear meat? How are you going to carry your... How, how big is this tin of uh, bear meat? It'll fit in a deep pocket. <laughs> you have this all figured out. I'll figure out, man. As I said, if you're a guy and you haven't thought about this, there's something wrong with you. Well, we're about to find out now if uh, there's something wrong with TJ. <laughs> <laughs> well, TJ, what would you? What would be your choices? I'm just laughing at Liam saying that his hurl isn't decked out with barbed wire. I thought that was the junior hurling in Clonine anyway. That's uh, yeah, but I don't hurl, TJ. That's that's the thing. I don't hurl. That's where I went wrong. I'm only yeah. I'm only messing. I know good friends up in Clonine, so I'm only messing. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Actually, big shout out to Clonine lads. They uh, they won the Junior D Championship. Yeah, all uh-huh. the way. We're going all the way up to Junior C, boys. Get up. Go on the boys. Go on the boys. On the boys. <laughs> all right, TJ. TJ, you can take it away now. I'm done. I'm done. Lean done an endorsement earlier on. I'd have to go with a double banded uh, hurl as well. Especially double banded, double banded, especially made out of quality ash by Bowley Hurleys. So 
and then yep. there. <laughs> but uh, available for a sponsorship as well. <laughs> exactly, uh, friends and family discount. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it has to be a hurley. Um, as we were slagging earlier on, that no one would want to go there. I'd probably go to Port Leash because I say it'd be safe from the zombies. <laughs> You're a fucking ghost town. It's either it's either that TJ or that's going to be ground zero. <laughs> um, actually, one place I'd go would be probably it'd be down south Kilkenny because if you go into it, you'd nearly get lost yourself. So, uh, yeah, yeah. What chance do the zombies have? Exactly. <laughs> Exactly, and they won't have time for a sat-nav either. Um, so that would be it. And the food. Uh, food, you, ha- you have it in your hand. It's a fucking can of cider, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Apple juice, boys. Yeah, Apple juice. Actually, that could be the thing. That could be the, the thing. Like, if a, you- big ca- a big bag of cans, a suit of our South Kilkenny. Exactly. I mean, think about it. If you were dead for years and years, what's the first thing you'd love to be handed? Can of cider. So you're using this to fend off the zombies. Exactly. Get them pissed. Get them left. <laughs> so. <laughs> I, I tell you what, if you went on an absolute bender, an absolute session, <laughs> the morning after, you'd be a fucking zombie yourself. Oh, you was going to say it during my... <laughs> you know many, many a night I walking out of the pub at fucking five o'clock in the morning, and walking home, it'd be an absolute zombie, boys. <laughs> so you know I have one leg dragging behind the other as well. Like, so <laughs> <laughs> this is what I was going to say to Liam: if he actually turned into a zombie, then his uh, his ankles wouldn't hurt anymore. He'd be all right. He'd be able to run around. <laughs> the boys, huh? Jokes. He's got jokes. <laughs> got the jokes. Speaking of my ankle, it's getting a lot better, Robbie. Thanks, man. Thanks. Yeah, <laughs> good, good to hear. So, yeah. So, Robbie, what's your uh, what's your your go tos there? You've well, asked kind for of, I've actually got a few uh, options in my house, so I just want to kind of go through some of them. Why I wouldn't? Because obviously, okay. the you know you have to be quite technical when you're kind of killing these zombies. So I have I have a pitchfork at home. Now, I wouldn't okay. bring that. No, because, because get stuck in somebody. Exactly. So you kill the first zombie exactly. and then you'd be weaponless. Good. Okay, so then I have uh, an L's steel bash as well, or a club bell. It's like a little, uh, it's like a kettlebell type thing, only it's like a club. So I wouldn't bring that because you'd, like, you could, whatever you swing and hit would be dead, but if you missed, you know, you're, you're fucking going with the thing as well. So <laughs> you're I bring you're that. dead, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're dead, dead. Yeah, so yeah. I have a little, uh, little, uh, little hatchet. So I bring that. You know, you can just go bang, headshot, bang, headshot, and then if you came down to it, you could, uh, you could throw it. So uh, all that axe throwing in uh, Castlecomer Discovery Park it will uh, hopefully pay off. There, I'll be able to, as long as the zombie <laughs> is perfectly six foot. The head is they're six foot tall, <laughs> they're and they're three moving. meters away from me. They're three <laughs> meters away from me, and they're not moving. I will fucking wreck that fucking zombie up proper. <laughs> <laughs> and then for food I would uh, I have some peanut butter now you have to have the peanut butter oh, because it's yeah. protein, carbs and fats it's the perfect food it has a long uh, shelf life as well you don't know how long the the zombie apocalypse is going to last you know and uh, especially how long Portly should be the epicenter of said uh, zombie apocalypse <laughs> so uh, you have to have something that's going to last a long time 
It has plenty yeah. of calories as well, so uh, it wouldn't be losing the gains. The only thing is, though, Robbie, you get a spoon of that peanut butter, you can't stop yourself. It's just it's down the rabbit hole, one after the other. It's just so nice. That's man. true. That's true. Where I would eat my whole uh, allowance of calories, uh, <laughs> or all the peanut butter would be gone. <laughs> uh, so then yeah so I'll be pretty screwed then but at least uh, I'll be well fed well fed yeah. that, that day and then I would probably uh, I'd probably hold up in a gym somewhere to be honest with you because uh, you could barricade the doors and just work away and just uh, try and keep fit and healthy while, uh, yeah. every, while the world's going to shit and then when you need to um, you'd be kind of fit and strong and ready you just want to schedule it so you don't do any sort of leg day training because you know, you want, last thing you want to do is kind of have done like a tough yeah. leg day, and then get chased blast, by zombies. Yeah, blast your legs and not be able to fucking walk up the stairs away from a zombie. That's actually what would scare me, scare me most about the zombie apocalypse—not the actual zombies, but it would be all the cardio that you'd have to do. Oh, please you're, no. when you're running away from them. Yeah, yeah, that's. I'd wish, we, like, if obviously if it did happen, you'd hope that you get the slow zombies. You know, from like kind of the older zombie movies and not the fast zombies from the newer ones like uh, was it World War Z that yeah. movie Brad, with Brad Pitt like those ones were fucking terrifying because they were sprinting they were sprinting like your classic zombie would start off kind of fairly fast and then they'd get they'd get weaker the longer they're zombies because the less the less they'd eat and stuff like that so like when they first yeah. changed into zombies they'd be like fast but yeah. then it gets low and they don't eat and shit so so yeah, you're telling me as long as just as you survive that first month, you're fairly safe. Yeah, get through the first month, then you can just like just you know slap, give me give me an L, no uh, slap around the head, and you will be grand. I'll whack at a hurler, boys. Belted the hurl of the barbed wire. But lads, would that yeah. the idea for a bag of cans? Is what what difficulty couldn't be settled with a bag of cans? That's true. Yeah. If you didn't want a can, you could just hit them with the bag of cans. Exactly. <laughs> You'd want your you'd want your cans in like one of those bags for life, though. though. You, you you wouldn't want one of those plastic bags. Big bag for life. That you're able to do damage with that, then. Big bag for life, there. <laughs> <laughs> it's an excellent ad for a bag for life, lads. Do you know what? It mightn't be a great idea because when you go to open it, it's spill out. Though, I mean that's a waste of good good beer. Yeah, but if you go with a plastic no, bag, good wiser. Then you're just doing it a favor. <laughs> 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 good. <laughs> uh, yeah, but like if you're just if you're swinging at him with a little plastic bag, like yo, that could rip. And then by the time you're about to hit him, all the all the cans could be gone. Like, yeah, but that's where you bring in the double banded hurl. <sighs> you're complicating this now, TJ. Sure, if the can if the cans fall over the ground, then you're you're stopping to pick them up, and then you get your uh, your head taken off for a zombie. Then exactly, yeah, yeah. You need that bag for life. In your last moments, you're struggling to keep all the cans in the bag as they fall out. Yeah, but that's the idea of the bag of cans. You actually hand the zombie a can, and then you have a chat and say, here, after three or four cans, you're best friends, and uh, ten cans, you're saying, here, we head to a nightclub or something. Yeah. Then you're onto the whiskey, and you're like, do you know what? You can bite me if you want. If you want. If you want. I dare you. I dare you. I dare you. Go on, ah, you no, can't you can't. Go on, you can't. Yeah. Either that or you can't. I say to him here after about, about 15 pints and about 10 shorts, you say, Here, feck it. Don't eat me. We head up to Supermax or Uncle Sam's. <laughs> yeah. Food, food's on me. Food's on me. Exactly. 
<laughs> so you'd have to hope that the the zombie apocalypse doesn't happen, you know, too soon because of the whole, you know, the, the discos aren't open, you know, so you'd be kind of running out of time. You'd kind of be coming towards closing time for the pubs and you'd be like the zombie, you know, you haven't got rid of the zombie yet. You'd be hoping the nightclubs would be open, you know, so you want to yeah. hopefully, hopefully it doesn't happen uh, this month, hopefully maybe next month or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> After the pubs open, yeah. Exactly. And the discos open. Yeah, you'd love to get those uh, the zombies of. Uh, did you ever watch that movie, uh, Warm Bodies? It's like a comedy, <laughs> comedy yeah. zombie movie. Yeah, you'd love to get those zombies. Yeah, they're they're sound. They're sound out. <laughs> they're sound out, but uh, you, you would be able to go and have a point with them. <laughs> did you ever see that one on Netflix? Actually, it's with uh, your man Nages in it. Uh, and it's like I forget the name of it, but it's all like zombies. They used to be zombies, and they're after recovering to be back to normal people. But they have flashbacks of being zombies. It's mad. No, oh, that sounds interesting though. Yeah, yeah, I look this up. Forget the name of it, but uh, Nage is in it there, so don't let that put you off, Liam. I know it's your whole uh, Dublin bias there. You might watch it there. I'll watch the first episode, and if I can put up with him, I'll put up with him. Oh, it's just it's just a movie. Oh, it's a movie. Oh, great. Ah, I'll put up one then. Oh, it'd be grand. should be grand. It's not a series round. You don't, I'm not asking for a huge commitment here, you know. But it's good. Yeah. You know, having said that, I haven't watched it all now, but I meant to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> what I have seen is good. A stellar recommendation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think, yeah. I definitely have my two hands in the hurdle where I'm going. But Robbie, right? Go with your gym. With your gym idea. Would you yeah. go to the? Would you go to the place you work now? Because I've thought about this as well. I think it's way too open. I think there's way too many windows there. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of, I'll probably go somewhere with more dumbbells and weights and stuff, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Less cardio equipment. Uh, yeah, you kind of be going for like a, a gym that's kind of fairly, you know, well informed. Because a lot of gyms would be kind of fairly uh, difficult places. Not that I've tried to break into any gyms, that sound like that. But... <laughs> See, most gyms would be quite like robust in terms of like uh, keeping zombies out, I'd say. So it'd be that. There's actually yeah. a strategy there in going to a gym, actually, because it could be like, you know, people going in start the new year. They go for the first day and they absolutely feel great and do everything. And then they say, I know I won't go next day or two days time or whatever. So there could be a strategy there if the, the zombie was lazy, like. <laughs> you just you know what you could actually do you could just line up all the treadmills on the out, outskirts switch them on yeah yeah switch them on and then the, the zombies would just kind of like just uh just start working away there yeah to just be walking on the treadmill trying to get in at you <laughs> and then they'd be like oh, oh fuck this it's not worth the hassle <laughs> it's not worth the hassle yeah <laughs> just proving that even zombies can't go on uh, treadmills for that one <laughs> fucking treadmills huh <laughs> you know, originally they were like a, a torture device they were created as a torture device yeah yeah I heard that yeah that was on uh, Uberfax as well wasn't it Could a great page Uberfax it is it fair. is it is that's where you got that Hitler fact too don't be giving away my sources man you keep your <laughs> sources uh... <laughs> I if Uberfax wants to sponsor the Two Hands on the Hurl podcast, they can get... Yeah, we, family we have a couple of sponsors out here now today. We have The Front Room, Uberfax. Uh, there was another one there as well, wasn't there? 
Bowley Hurley. Bowley's Hurls, was it? Bowley's Hurls, yeah, yeah. There's three, there's three, three sponsors. Yeah, if you want to get on board, get on board. <laughs> <laughs> the pubs are about to open, we need it, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, need a lot of sponsorship. We need our brain juice. <laughs> <laughs> brain juice. As zombies or as uh, alcoholics? Uh, the fine line in between. I was just thinking of that film with the recovered zombies, though. That just sounds like a stag party. To be fair, yeah, you would be kind of having flashbacks as well, wouldn't you? You'd be kind of like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> yes, <I> really do that. <laughs> Come around Tuesday or Wednesday when you're on the second or third day of the hangover and never drinking again and never... Then the Thursday you're thawing out, and then the Friday you're down in the pub straight away after work. <laughs> so, just to cure you, just to exactly, cure you. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like when you're preparing for a stag party, it's like preparing for like uh, preparing for the end of the world. Like you just bring the essentials. Like you know, there's no point in like bringing loads of stuff. Like just kind of keep it simple because probably going to end up having to, to leave all your shit and you could just, you know, you need just the bare basics with you when you go. It actually is because if you lose someone, they're lost. Dear God, good luck. Exactly. If you bump into them later in the night, it's great. But you're kind of just, yeah, if you lose someone, it's like a zombie. Oh, I can't say it. Well, like, <laughs> coming from uh, someone who's been on a stag where we have lost somebody and I had to spend uh, the next morning looking for the, looking for said person. Uh, <laughs> it's a fair description, to be fair. <laughs> you, you're not just having a memory of the hangover. It actually happened. You actually it actually happened. happened. We lost a guy and uh, <laughs> <laughs> we were, lo- we were looking, looking everywhere for him the next day. And uh, where, did, where did you find him? This is over in uh, Barcelona, and so um, we were with people who luckily uh, spoke Spanish, and they oh. were able to, uh, we were actually just kind of walking along the road, and uh, the popo were kind of driving around, and they were kind of looking at us, and they are like, oh, these guys look like they might know something about this guy that's missing that we know about, so, <laughs> <laughs> so they, kind of, they kind of pulled up, and they were talking, and uh, they said your man's name, or, or one of our guys said your man's name, and then the... The police were like, oh my God, this is this guy. And then everyone went, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it turns out, yeah, he was kind of, uh, actually, when we when we got got him back, actually, he was kind of saying, oh, yeah, lads, I forgot to tell you there. I actually prone to uh, blacking out there. So uh, just let you know that. We're like, oh, for fuck's sake. You could let us know this beforehand. So, yeah, before you blacked out and disappeared. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, all's well that ends well with the, with the recovered uh all the, all the parties in the saga made it back, so <laughs> it was all good. <laughs> but it was a real, like, kind of like, you know, the Hangover movie sort of thing. It was like, oh, shit, we fucking... <laughs> where is he? Where is he? We killed him. Retrace our steps. Like, who was with Mike Tyson and the Tiger and all the sort of shit? So. I was just thinking we might have to edit out this bit because that's a deadly storyline for a film. Like. The black guy, like, oh, definitely. You'd guess about... The black Four seasons out of that, or films out of that. <laughs> Could be a sensational idea. They already did. It was the Hangover, and they didn't do very well in the second and third one. 
No. Sure, they, they, made, they made their money back anyway, you know? They made their money, yeah. But they made their money shit, back. Shit movies. They had you hooked after the first movie. Well, it was the first one and the second one was in Bangkok. And then the third yeah. one was back in Vegas, no? Um, I don't know. I, I'm not even sure if I watched the third one because I wasn't impressed by the second one. There was one in Thailand. Was yeah, that was the second, the second one. one. Second one, sorry. Weren't they on about, was it the third? How many? There are three films of it. Weren't they on about sitting the third one, I think, in Dublin? Yeah. <laughs> the rumour going around. Like, you definitely lose someone in coppers. <laughs> <laughs> so you could set it in Kilkenny, sure, as the epicentre of stags. Yeah. 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 If you lost in Morrison's. Oh, boy, what, what a place. The roof is sweating. <laughs> the roof is sweating. <laughs> DJ, I actually have one picture of the two of us down there, and the fucking sweat off me. Like, my shirt is a different color. It's so warm and sticky. and Like, I don't even remember the night. You know, that's, that's Morrison's for you. You don't remember going into Morrison's. I oh, know there's another pub in Kilkenny as well, and it's actually sweat box. I I'm terrible. I'm actually terrible. I'd sweat in the North Pole, like. Uh, oh, but uh, yeah, I know it's it was. Do you know what? Actually, there were some deadly nights in there. There were some deadly nights in there, but yeah. Then, what it was, but it was a fucking sweat box. Oh, definitely, definitely. The field was the sweat box as well. It was just. The heat yeah. in there was, but um, will it ever return to normal? Do you think, say, in a year's time, do you think we'd be able to go into a packed pub again? Just wait. The way you're describing it, I don't think so. Like sweatbox, like <laughs> it just seems <laughs> totally like counterintuitive. <laughs> I, I don't think we want to go back to them pubs. Yeah, <laughs> no, like, actually a guy. Um, I know he was saying he was going on. He was on going on a sag in Kilkenny, and he was. Uh, going somewhere for 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 food and uh let's just say this place wouldn't be well known for food <laughs> and he got a steak there and uh he was saying it was like you could bounce off the second wall <laughs> not to name names of establishments rather in a negative way but uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah moving swiftly on <laughs> yeah i think we need to just leave it there but i think we've fucking we've covered it up we've asked Call it there, boys. Give up. Zombie apocalypse and everything. So, zombie apocalypse. Who has, Robbie, in your opinion, who has their two hands in her in the zombie apocalypse? Is it myself or TJ? Ooh. I would have to say, I'll have to give it to TJ because of, of the bag of <sighs> pants and the fucking, like, I don't know, <laughs> the can of barefoot. I, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't know what to say, Liam. I was just like, well, what's the story with that? The baggy cans definitely shades it for me. Fuck you, TJ. <laughs> I'm, I'm still, I'm still, bit, I'm still bitter. You kicking me out with a fucking call? <laughs> drop him, TJ. Drop him. Drop him the fuck. <laughs> right. Turn off that fucking recording before I fucking. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck. Before you kick me again. Good luck. Good luck. See you soon. Bye bye. Um, bye 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 bye. Turn it off. Thank you for listening to the. Two, Two hands, hands in a hurry podcast. podcast.